0: The following is a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Welcome to Issues That Matter, a weekly program featuring interesting topics and fascinating guests. Each week, Issues That Matter tackles the concerns of people across all spectrums. And now, with this week's edition of Issues That Matter, here are your hosts, Edward King and Kristen Hurley.
1: Thank you very much, Mark. Kristen, we are at it again. Another another great week. Unfortunately, here in California, we've in seen the nothing. June gloom—that's what they call it. As I understand? We've seen nothing but fall. clouds. Yesterday, I think it was rain clouds all day yesterday. But anyway, today we have a fabulous, absolutely fabulous um, guest. His name is Doctor Mark Skalson, and he is the producer of Freedom Fest, which is what we want to, you know, focus on today. But. He's also an economist. And as you know, Kristen, one of my favorite things is to interview an economist. Oh, No, to interview an economist. You're interested
2: (laughs) purely academically.
1: No, I am. (laughs) And we've had some really amazing economists on here in the past. But I don't want to drag our audience into that little uh, alleyway (laughs) of my brain. And um, plus, Mark would just show me up every minute of the day so mark i want to we're
2: going to let the experts speak here mark
1: mark welcome to our show
2: great glad
3: to be there and it's funny you're talking about june gloom because uh for the first six months of uh each year my wife and i teach at chapman university in southern california i must say this last this last time uh 2023 uh I felt like I was living in Portland, Oregon or Seattle, it was just cloudy and rainy the whole time. The time.
1: <laughs> right. No, and and it, we've had a very unusual year, but it's a lot better than the drought. Now, now Mark, I know that from what I can read, you started the Freedom Fest in 2002. And this year it's going to be in Memphis, Tennessee. So that's quite some time, 2021 20, years. How did this whole thing get started for you?
3: Well, actually, it was called Fee Fest originally. Uh, I was made president of Fee, the Foundation for Economic Education, back in twenty twenty one or two thousand one. And as as a matter of fact, I became president and arrived at our headquarters in Irvington, New York. uh, one week before the 9/11 terrorist attacks, so you can imagine what that was like—is kind of a baptism of fire. Yeah, running a nonprofit, and uh, Fee was Fee is kind of the original free market think tank uh, publishing the Freeman and doing seminars for students and so forth based in new york in irvington new york ronald reagan was a big fan but it had kind of lost its way it had not become uh it it had not maintained its notoriety like cato and the heritage foundation and other Mm -hmm. organizations like that so i said what can we do to jumpstart fee and i said well let's do a national convention and we'll call it fee fest and uh we had steve forbes and Uh, Not Steve Forbes, but uh, we had uh, Ben Stein as our keynote speaker. And uh, we had um, over 850, 900 people show up in Las Vegas. So we were on our way. uh, And then in 2007, we really didn't do much with it uh, because I was uh, president fee for just a year. And, but I decided it was such a success that I would do it as a for profit company called Freedom Fest. We started that in 2007. We've been going every year since in Las Vegas every year as the most libertarian town until the Democrats took over and shut down uh, Las Vegas uh, wholesale. I mean, completely closed it down during the lockdown in 2020. And that got us to thinking, well, maybe. Las Vegas isn't as libertarian as we thought. And so every uh, year since then, we've been going uh, every other year to another city. So we were in South Dakota, at Mount Rushmore in 2021. Then we went back to Vegas in 2022. So this year, we're going to have Freedom Fest in Memphis, Tennessee, which is uh, where Rhythm and Blues and Rock and Roll got started with Elvis. It's uh, his hometown of Graceland. Uh, we also have Beale Street, which is known for its jazz. And finally, the Civil Rights Museum, because that's where Martin Luther King was assassinated. So a lot is going on. Uh, we think free, uh, Freedom Fest, uh, this is a, r- a real great location for, uh, for our Freedom Fest conference on July 12th through the 15th.
1: Yeah, and it's very convenient for those that are west, uh, east of the Mississippi, because it's centrally located between the north and the south, and and all of that history that's going on. So at which conference center is this going to be held at?
3: It's called the Renaissance Con- Convention Center uh, in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's a really nice facility. We're going to have uh, 10 breakout sessions, a main stage, uh, film festival. Uh, we have a lot going on at this conference.
1: Yeah. Now, people can still sign up and and go to the conference and the website is freedomfest.com that's one word freedom fest f-e-s-t and they can buy tickets there they can go and see the hotel links that are available to the attendees and uh, i went there last year and i'm telling you it is a non-stop adventure and one of the things that you know, we can get into is who the speakers are and just that kind of a situation. But the thing that was more fascinating to me was uh, as, a, as a interviewer, I was interviewing the man in the street. So the men and women that were attending were passionate uh, Americans. And it was quite eye opener for me to see such a broad representation of, of young, old, Every color under the rainbow, every persuasion, but they all had one intention, which was to share and to listen. Now, I know who the speakers were last year. What, what are some of the keynote speakers that would be of uh, right there on center stage for us, Mark?
3: So this year, our, we always have a celebrity speaker. We choose every year. We In the past, we've had William Shatner, we've had George Foreman, and Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. We had uh, John Cleese, the British comedian, last year. So this year, so everybody expects a celebrity speaker, and this year it's going to be Mike Rowe, who is famous for his Dirty Jobs uh, mm-hmm. TV series, and quite an entrepreneur. And very excited, he's he's uh, has a foundation where he emphasizes uh, trade, uh, the uh, jobs like being a plumber and electrician, construction, the the lost. He, he bemoans the fact and and i think a lot of us do too where shop in high school has been eliminated along with pe and a lot of other basics uh mm-hmm. so he's going to be our keynote speaker he's very excited about uh, freedom fest he did a promo for us that uh is really quite hilarious where he's uh, drinking some of his whiskey and talking about uh, how excited he is about coming to freedom fest
1: mm-hmm.
3: so a lot of our other speakers uh this this year are uh, 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 include Steve Forbes, uh, Steve Moore of uh, of Heritage Foundation, John Fund. Uh, these are kind of regulars who come to Freedom Fest on a regular basis. Uh, we have a full financial conference uh, which includes uh, Jeremy Siegel and Burt Maciel, who I consider the two. Uh, uh, Titans of finance, uh, Jeremy Siegel, the Wizard of wharton's uh, author of Stocks for the Long Run, and Bert Maciel from Princeton University, author of A Random Walk Down Wall Street, will be interviewing them in a pre-conference event. Um, we have uh, Enos Freedom Cantor, who is a former NBA player for the Boston Celtics, who is not uh, playing anymore because he protested the NBA's. Uh, uh, favorable treatment toward China. And uh, he spoke out uh, criti- critical of uh, the Chinese human rights violations. I remember. And as a result, you he's no longer... That
2: in public life. <laughs> yeah, on.
3: boy, that's a dangerous uh, road to, to go down. And it's really kind of tragic, but that's the kind of thing that's going on. We also have uh, some really remarkable debates. Uh, we're going to debate uh, environmentalism. We have uh, Douglas Brinkley, America's historian and author of the new book called uh, 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 Silent Spring Revolution, all about the environmental uh, revolution that occurred. And he's more or less, I think, an alarmist, more of the traditional establishment type. Uh, And he's going to talk about his book. And then we're going to have a debate with him and Michael uh, Schellenberger, uh, Schellenberger, who uh, has written uh, Apocalypse Never. He is an environmentalist, but uh, he's not a. He's more of a skeptic of the global warming movement. Yeah. Uh, and we have Michael Shermer of Skeptic Magazine as the moderator, so we have a lot of debates and stuff like that. Of course, presidential election is gearing up, so we have Larry Elder, and uh, uh, who I'm sure you're all familiar with, as well as uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Who's the uh, entrepreneur businessman right. who's running for president as well? There's a good chance that Governor DeSantis will show up. We're not positive on that, but we've mm-hmm. sent out an invitation, and there's a chance he may be speaking at our Freedom Fest conference as well. You know, we have over 300 speakers. Uh, uh, it's that. really quite a—it's uh, almost a madhouse, uh, <laughs> you know, in yes. terms of. How do you total
2: find time speakers, for you got to be everywhere the
3: exhibitors by the way the exhibit hall is just where all the buzz is it's just an incredible i'm sure ed edward you know uh, what it's yep. like to walk in that exhibit hall that's just where all the action is and people are excited and they're talking up a storm it's really a lot of fun
1: mm-hmm. now i also noticed that you have the presidential candidate for Guatemala there gloria alvarez i thought that was very interesting
3: yeah, we have several in fact I think we're also looking at uh, the possibility of the a libertarian candidate in Argentina may also be appearing as well. So uh some uh, you know we're we're the we consider ourselves the world's largest gathering of free minds and we do have a, quite an international group. Uh for example, uh we have uh uh Rainier, uh uh zettelman who is from germany who's written a great book called in, Defe- in defense of capitalism I contacted him a month ago he's spending his own money eight thousand dollars to round trip uh, business class to come and give a, a talk on his book in defense of uh, of capitalism so we have people coming from all over the world we have barbara combe from Vienna, Austria, who's a vice president of the Central Bank of Austria, coming. Uh, she's a real free market uh, person. So, yes, and we have a, a, a whole group from uh, Universidad Francisco Maraquin from Guatemala who is coming. So, they're probably the ones sponsoring uh, the, oh, the right. presidential candidate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I also have an, if I can yeah, sure. chime in here. One of my favorite people in the last couple of years to really emerge for the freedom of speech is Matt Taibbi. I see him on your list here too. As a journalist, it's so interesting the dynamics that have happened over the last several years where people are like, I'm just gonna go speak the truth. (laughs) You all decide we're all so sick of the spin. So he would be fascinating to come and hear his journey and his story and how he, as a journalist, um, really, is so pro-freedom in in speaking truth and letting everyone else decide for themselves rather than being instructed yeah. to so yeah. that that guy yeah a- that's
3: he's he's a new speaker on our program uh that that we're very excited about for his investigation of twitter and all mm-hmm. the things that went on there uh, he's being sponsored by fire which is all about free speech on campuses and, and everywhere else uh, so, uh, I'm excited about meeting uh, Matt as well. I think he'll be a really interesting uh, perspective. You know, uh, we're, uh, we, we are concerned about uh, these fundamental, uh, uh, fundamental freedoms that we're losing, either culturally or legally, uh, where you're having everyone censor each other and you have to be very careful what you say. I mean, I, I teach economics and business and finance. My wife teaches English at Chapman University, and we have to be careful what we say in class uh, for fear of being uh, censored ourselves mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, fired from our positions. You just have to be careful these days.
1: Yeah. Now, just for their audience, uh, Matt's book is called Hate Inc., this more recent book, and it's um, it really brings out the facts about how today's mainstream media is literally creating divisions within people in their audience. And so it's an amazing book and he's an amazing author. I've heard him speak a number of different times. And so that would definitely be one of the highlights of this Freedom Fest. Now, last year, I had the opportunity to sit at the table, actually the head table with uh, Rand Paul at his dinner. Do you have events that are going on that are like that that people can you know pay extra for sign up for and get get involved in
3: we asked uh, senator rampall who's been at freedom fest four or five times if he was coming this year since kentucky's just to the north of uh, where uh, tennessee is uh, but uh, unfortunately he has a conflict but we do have senator mike lee coming yeah. from utah he's he's been a pretty regular uh supporter and he's more libertarian than republican in a lot of ways so uh, he'll be coming and we have some other uh um senators and representatives i'm, I'm not sure all, all who are all coming at this point mm-hmm. uh but yes so we we always have some representatives to talk to us about what is happening in washington and so forth but i would like to go back to something you said about divisiveness and i think that this is a problem on both sides of the political spectrum so to speak uh, we have uh, way too many people who don't talk to each other whether it's nbc or uh, whether it's cnn and, and fox news or msnbc or what have you and one one reason we're really delighted to have uh uh, uh roe uh, mike roe speaking is that he he speaks to all of these groups he mm-hmm. he's considered a friend of people on MSNBC, on CNN, and Fox News. They all call him my friend. We're so happy to have you back. And that's one of the questions I'm going to be interviewing him on stage to ask him how he's able to engineer this friendliness with everybody's groups because, as you know, they hardly talk to each other. Although I I must admit I was impressed that Hannity was able to reach out to Governor Newsom, and they had that uh, rather – Fun uh, interview between the two, and you know Mm -hmm. it was shocking. I was really surprised to learn that Governor Newsom is a conservative Republican. Did you know that? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny because he kept responding, saying, "Yes, I'm really concerned about the homeless problem, and we're doing this, and we're doing that, and so on." And yet taxes are too high, and we need to we need to figure out. I mean, it was so funny to see him real playing the politician he was yeah. like slick Willie in mm-hmm. that interview i don't know if you heard it or not but, I did. but anyway i'm i was impressed that somebody was willing to do that and because we don't have enough of that we have when you go on fox news you generally speak, see only republicans being interviewed and when you go on cnn it's only democrats who are being interviewed we are going to have a debate on a book that has recently come out by the, uh professor uh, called Hiram Lewis, uh, he has written a book called the myths of left and right and why the divisive left, right is misleading and, uh, a, 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 not a good thing that's going on in this country. So we're giving him the Leonard e. D read, read this book award, uh, this year for this book. And we are having a debate with him. My, I'm the moderator, uh, Steve Moore and Grover Norquist are going to be there, and we're going to address this whole issue. Do we really need to divide people, or can we just focus on issues and treat people as individuals rather than uh, the, the putting everybody, a, a label on everybody? Maybe mm-hmm. we can treat, if we do believe in individualism, why don't we treat e- e- each other as individuals? You follow me?
1: Oh, yes,
2: very much so. So, in that vein, though, Mark, let's talk about this a little bit. You had mentioned uh, earlier in the hour here, uh, libertarianism, right? Or you said Vegas was less libertarian. I want to define that for our audience. We hear Republican and Democrat, conservative and liberal and whatever, um, but there's a whole philosophy of political thought or perspective. A libertarian, right? What is a libertarian? what What do they believe in?
3: Well, they, they often say uh, uh, socially liberal and economically conservative, uh, if that's uh, a nice way of putting it, kind of maximum freedom as much as possible within the rule of law and within uh, uh, just common decency, if you will. So, as you know, you have two sides of, of uh, the freedom, w- the road to freedom, okay? And the two sides are on one side, you have prohibitions, and on the other side, you have mandates. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, today's world, we're seeing more and more mandates, more and more prohibitions. So the freedom is being squeezed. It's kind of like that Star Wars film where the, uh, the room's each the doors are starting to squeeze the in the
2: garbage disposal yeah and the garbage <laughs> disposal
3: yeah. exactly you remember that we all remember that it gives me the and creep. he saved at the end but this is the problem we need to maximize freedom this is the three by the way this is another thing we're going to be doing at freedom fest is discussing adam smith it says 300th an- uh, anniversary celebration of his birth in 1723 I've given a whole bunch of lectures on this. In fact, I was in Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago on his birthday to give a Adam Smith lecture. And Adam Smith basically his his basic philosophy was you want to maximize liberty. So he's very much a libertarian. He wasn't an anarchist, but he did believe in limited government uh, that within the uh, within the limits of. Uh, common decency and the rule of law mm-hmm. you maximize liberty and uh, most of the time the individual knows best rather than the state as to what to do and that's what adam smith was advocating it's kind of the invisible hand doctrine mm-hmm. and so that's that's how i view libertarianism if you will and for many years las vegas was an interesting test case of libertarianism because basically it said, "Well, pretty much anything goes within uh, certain conditions or or limitations." But it's a it's a law. It's a wide road, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the other thing about Las Vegas is that yes, you can find the strip joints and uh, wild. Parties and gambling and drinking and all of the all of the things that would be excessive, right? But it's also a place where you can find five star restaurants, uh, five star entertainment, uh, really top quality hotels. Uh, they even have a uh, a museum there, an art museum. So. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives you maximum choice, freedom to choose. Libertarians believe in freedom to choose, to quote Milton Friedman's book title, Free to Choose, while those who are the critics of liberty who want to restrict liberty, their book title is called Free to Lose. In other <laughs> words, yes, if you have freedom, you're going to lose. You're going to be a drug addict. You're going to be an alcoholic. You're going to end up committing suicide all the bad things that we see in nature, that's because we give people freedom and we need to restrict that freedom. So there, there are definitely two different philosophies. One is libertarian. The other is authoritarian, but I don't like left and right because that suggests equality. So Adam Smith is on the extreme, right? Karl Marx is on the extreme left. They're both extremes. They should be rejected according to that model. And who's in the middle? Who's, represents big government in the welfare state. Well, that would be Keynes in economics. To use the uh, example of, of three economists, you have Adam mm-hmm. Smith on one side, uh, Karl Marx on the other side, and you have uh, in the middle uh, Marx in re- the pendulum swings. And if you want something in the middle, the Aristotelian golden mean, it's Keynes. I don't buy that at all. I use the totem pole uh, approach and I put Adam Smith at the top. Uh, I put canes in the middle and then low man on the totem pole is Mark. So mine is a very different uh, uh, way of describing the, uh, all these different uh, ways of labeling people
1: well that's all very good and well and <laughs>
2: no i'm <laughs> loving this lesson let's keep going uh,
1: actually, i actually have more that if i want to talk about capitalism versus communism
2: yeah i want to talk about the free market uh, right. We got lots to get into we have
1: lots of stuff <laughs> but what i i don't want to lose our, our main focus and here's the reason why is because we need to give people across our country a destination that they can go and experience a flavor of the of the spirit of America. And I found that last year in the Freedom Fest. Now it was in Las Vegas and it was in a big, beautiful, easy to to um, manipulate your way through the crowd. And I'm hoping Memphis is, is just as easy, but I've been pushing Freedom Fest for over a year because I got so much out of it. Now, I was very fortunate. I got to interview Rand Paul, uh, General Robert Spalding, Uh, Steve Forbes I interviewed, uh, Betsy Davos, the previous education secretary. Uh, I saw and met with uh, Glenn Greenwald, Connor Borak with the children's books. It was all over the map. And uh, just walking the halls or even sitting in some of those breakout sessions um, was fabulous. I didn't get as much time in watching the movies, even though I did get a chance to watch that with the... um, the film festival that you have you have a film festival running this year as well
3: that's correct it's called the anthem film festival it's the brainchild of my wife joanne who's an english professor at chapman and she loves uh she loves films and goes to movies uh, every week uh and broadway plays and west end theater and she's mm-hmm. really into the uh, uh art and dance and uh uh, the whole film world and so forth. We have quite a few interesting films this year. One is Unredacted, which is a film uh, that uh, uh, that was censored. Uh, it was actually shown initially at Sundance, but afterwards was withdrawn because of protests about uh, uh, by uh, is Islam or Muslims and so forth, complaining about uh, it's, a, it's a story of Guantanamo Bay and uh some of the things that went on there with the the terrorists or uh, so forth and it's mm. really a great film and we're actually showing that our very first evening performance there um so yeah we have uh, quite a few different uh, films i i think my wife said she has over 30 films and we have panels afterwards to discuss the films yeah. it's a very popular thing that uh that she's put together and it, it's uh it's just amazing how many people show up for this for the just the film part of the uh, Freedom Fest.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, one of the challenges that I had last year when I was is I couldn't be in more than one place at one time because <laughs> there there would be competing talks and I'd want to be in both of them.
2: Translation: Freedom Fest should be three weeks long, <laughs> not three days. <laughs> for next year well we
3: do record all the sessions and people (laughs) can get copies and and i do that myself the first thing i do when i arrive at freedom fest is i i buy the tapes or the audio uh, mp3 and you can just download it and and listen to it like a podcast uh but yeah in fact when people come as partners and and uh, spouses and so on they tend to split up and go to all these different sessions because there, there is a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And you create your own conference at Freedom Fest. It's, yep. Nobody has the same experience.
1: Right.
2: Well, and getting back to what Edward was saying, everyone's so stressed to the gills. And no matter where you look, you're inundated with news and all, all the garbage. And when you do have the opportunity to go and be in a crowd of like-minded people, uh, it's so inspiring. And we all need to be refueled. We need to get our heads back on straight. I I, I love the thought of going and relearning what freedom truly means, or, um, it, you know, independent thought, because we're all in such groupthink mode around here. So I I really do encourage people. It's a it's a boost. It's a boost for the re- for the rest of your year to be able to get through mm-hmm. the stresses of every day and the stuff that we're all fighting. Everyone's got their niche. It's parents' rights or it's censorship or whatever um go and refuel it, it's an incredibly um energetic experience to to go and surround yourself with like-minded people
3: plus yeah it, we, we do have some incredible uh uh endorsements of uh, freedom fest uh by people who said you know it was uh uh it was like going to disneyland except it's it's more educational it's it's more uh, uh both entertaining and educational it's a renaissance gathering it's uh kind of a mecca where people can go and just learn from each other you know i one of the inspirations of uh, freedom fest was leonard Reed, who was the founder of fee uh back in the uh, 40s and uh, he said you know uh, we need to come together to learn from each other not just to speak we encourage speakers to attend the conference as attendees as well Mm. and that's what Mike Rowe is doing I mean here's this famous celebrity and he's planning to be there for three days and and just soak it all in and he says I I can just tell it's going to be a blast uh really that he's caught the spirit of and Steve Forbes the same way I remember when we first invited Steve Forbes uh uh, his secretary said, "No, oh, no, he can't. He can't be there all three days. He's going to come in, give a speech, and then he's leaving." And a week later, his secretary Jackie called back and said, uh, uh, "Mr. Skousen, I just want you to know that Mr. Forbes has reviewed the entire three-day agenda, and he's changed his plans, and he's going to be there all three days. And so he's one of our uh, ambassadors to Freedom Fest. He's there for all three days. He'll be there at our banquet. By the way, we're the only." only conference i've been at uh that's of this nature of a political you know people getting together libertarians or what have you where we actually dance we have dance music rock and roll music and everybody's out on the dance floor you know how many conferences have you been to where they have a a, uh, a dance group out there performing but nobody's dancing because they're just talking to each other <laughs> and uh freedom fest is different in that respect we really get out there and after three days of debating and talking and chatting and so on, we want to get up and just celebrate, celebrate Liberty and, 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 just have a good time.
1: And not only that, I want to mention that each day starts with a yoga class.
3: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it wow, really
2: focuses your uh, mind and thought.
3: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. But by the way, uh, people want to get information on it they should go to freedomfest.com it's a very Mm -hmm. simple website and we've posted the full agenda we've listed every speaker you can click on each speakers uh, picture and you'll see when they are speaking and what their topics are Uh, we have a mock trial every year and this year our mock uh, we've 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 had mock trials we put uh, capitalism on trial we put the Republican Party on trial, foreign policy, the police, drug legalization. And this year, we're putting open borders on trial. So that should be a really good one. Larry Elder is going to be uh, 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 criticizing open borders. And then we have uh, uh, Christina uh, Bernard, a attorney from Atlanta, defending open borders that's going to be a really rock and roll. It's one of our more popular events.
1: Mm -hmm. So going back to your website, freedomfest.com, there is a click that you can buy tickets for 2023. You can get the links to see what hotels are available in the area. It's easy to fly into Memphis, and uh, you can Uber from the airport to your hotel, Uber from your hotel to the conference center unless you're at the connected hotel and it really is going to be a rock-solid time for you to get a good resurgence of your love of America and your joy of being a part of this. Because one of the things that I mentioned lightly earlier on was I was surprised at the variety of people. I met Democrats, I met Republicans, Libertarians, I met You know, the LGBTQ people that were positively participating, not riotously. And it it was like all flavors, all colors, all ages. And that was inspirational for me because the reason why America has been great is because it has been a destination of people of all faiths and all beliefs that have come for one thing. That was freedom and opportunities that was provided for them. So when the Irish came after the potato famine, when we saw people from many parts of the world, even after the end of the Vietnam War and so forth, people have come for the opportunities and we've really lost that spirit and it's being attacked over and over again in the media. And you need to go to this freedom fest. You need to get inspired about what really is the beauty of our country. Now, unfortunately, we need to take a quick break for our sponsors. You're listening to Business Sense Radio, and we
2: will be right back. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll. Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. The ultimate summit for liberty and financial freedom hosted by Fox Business, Lisa Kennedy. Attend our global financial summit. Four days of investment advice, dozens of financial experts. Use promo code biz50 and save 50 bucks off. That's biz Z five zero. Reserve your spot at freedomfest.com. See you in Memphis.
1: Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, business writing, Outlook, and sexual harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at alliancetrains.com. All right, we're back. We've got our wonderful guest today, Mark. And Mark, what else do you want to wrap up on? Because we have some good questions. Like, I I have a question here that's just been begging to ask. And that one is the conversations, and I've seen it in some of your talks that you've given uh, about, you know, the capitalism, communism, where the college students are going, how they have fallen in love with socialism. And you know, it kind of leads to if I look at the people that I see, and I, I'm involved with CEOs across the country, but I'm also involved with college students and graduates and many of the working class, who's winning the war right now between communism, socialism, and capitalism? Do you, do you have a feeling about that?
3: Yeah, we, we were actually having a session on that who's winning the battle of ideas. Uh, and we use our examples of Adam Smith, uh Karl Marx and John Maynard Keynes as our three different areas so the Adam Smith model is the laissez-faire limited government model Uh, we have the uh Marxist representing uh nationalization totalitarian kind of control you control everything uh and then somewhere in the middle we have Keynes representing big government the welfare state and so forth and I think that the Adam Smith model, and, and we're going to talk about that at Freedom Fest, uh, the Adam Smith model has had some major victories. I mean, if you look at uh, the free trade movement and globalization, uh, tariffs that are near an all-time low, they're like 2 or 3% on average in the United States. And, and I remember a time when in Latin America and other countries where you would have tariffs of 100 200% on automobiles mm-hmm. and so forth. And a lot of that is, has disappeared. So globalization is a huge victory for the uh, the Adam Smith model, and I think also the rejection that the government should be running and owning uh, airlines and hotels and uh, transportation and and uh, all, all these different uh, you know uh, steel industries and so on. And there's still some of that. I mean, Chile still has a. Uh, copper they they own the largest copper mine in in chile and stuff like that but in large measure even bernie sanders today does not uh advocate that the government should be uh owning all the industries and so on it's more like uh well there's the inequality issue and the wealthy should pay more in taxes and stuff like that but he's not advocating nationalization of uh, wholesale nationalization of industries, like the labor Mar- uh, labor party did in the UK after mm-hmm. World War II, that, that era hand has hand really uh, disappeared. So, the- and those are two major victories, of Adam Smith. But then, then you look at uh, what's happening with uh, debt, uh, deficit spending, the size of government, uh, the uh, huge bureaucratic states that are going on uh the various controls the and we saw a lot of that during the lockdown anytime there's a financial crisis it seems like government grows in power and influence so there's a lot of places where adam smith model has has uh succumbed to the pressure of the uh of the keynesians and i think the keynesians dominate in a lot of ways in in those macroeconomic models but but Marx has also won some battles, too, especially with the uh, pr- pressure to uh, uh, take over various sectors. Uh, you know, the, the Marxist model, uh, as, uh, as reflected in Gramsci, Antonio Gramsci, the Italian communist, his idea was, well, you don't, you don't have a revolution where you take over a country like Cuba what you do is you infiltrate the in uh, the various, uh, uh, the culture and the institutions and the, uh, educational system, uh, where you start controlling what you teach children. So you indoctrinate, uh, our ge- growing generations. You, in- you infiltrate the corporate boards. You in you, uh, you, uh, infiltrate the media so that you have this one constant message uh and the the whole woke culture that has developed out of this and you promote things that divide you like racism by saying well it's all systematic racism you can't get rid of it and so you're doomed you're a white supremacist and you can't change your mind this Or you're bourgeois, because you're bourgeois, you can only think a certain way. Uh, This is very diabolical, and it's really destructive. So Marxism has had some influence as well. So this is one of our big uh, discussion points we're going to have on who's winning the battle of ideas, because uh, each group can say uh, they've won some and they've lost some.
2: Well, speaking just to that, there's real-time examples of this. Bud Light. And I think it's so fascinating when we talking about free market and talking about captured corporations, right? And ideological principles now all of a sudden being pushed on them from whatever forces that be. And companies like Anheuser-Busch make these crazy decisions to go woke, but the free market is still there. There's still the spirit, that American free market spirit of, well, I'm not spending my money on that garbage. And I think we have seen instances where that's still uh, thriving and at play. Do you want to talk a little bit about Bud Light? I think it's fascinating.
3: Well, yeah, you're seeing uh, this as all all the social media as well as corporations and so forth, uh, whether it's the issue of free speech, uh, the uh, woke culture, the transgender movement, and so forth. There's... I, I think it's great that in America you can push back on this sort of thing. The problem is uh, when you deal with uh, public public education, for example, um, what what do you do in the classroom? Uh, and so, do you really want to teach that uh, the transgender lifestyle is perfectly legitimate compared to all other life ch- style? And you want to have drag queens coming into your school and so on. And so you can see there's an issue there of, uh, because public schools is, is a government school. And so you have mandates and you have prohibitions and stuff like that. So that's where it gets really sticky. In the private sector, uh, Bud uh, Budweiser uh, made this decision and thought it would work out. And there's been this reaction. Uh, that kind of freedom is really uh, healthy, in my opinion. Uh, to see uh, how how that plays out. The, the problem is in the public sector, it's in government, uh, which is all about force and that's where the danger is. And so I like to see more and more uh, freedom to choose, if you will. School choice is a great example where, okay, if there are some schools that want to teach that transgender is really great stuff and we need to encourage and stuff, that's fine, but uh, it's nice to be able to know that uh, p- private schools don't have to do that. That they can they can choose uh, what they want, and so on. The, the The biggest problem is government getting involved and mandating that yes, transgender men or women can participate in sports uh, as if they're men, as if they're women. Uh, I, I think that's There's a lot of craziness out there that's that's just not common sense. And the only way you can figure this out is through proper debate uh, and public debates on these types of issues and freedom to walk away and saying, if this school does this, I'm not sending my kid to that school.
1: Yep. Well, freedom is the answer. The problem is, and my concern, is when we have no options, there's no freedom.
3: Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the problem with government saying, well, we're going to mandate this. We're going to prohibit this. And that's not the American way. The American way is persuasion. You can persuade me all you want that you want to adopt whatever policy you have, but don't tell me I have to do it. You mm-hmm. can go to corporations and say you need to pay a minimum wage, you need to pay a living wage, but you can't force them to do it. But then they turn, they they go around uh, and they go into the legislature or they go to a referendum and they mandate a minimum wage. And that's not right. We need to have, you know, it's persuasion only. Persuasion is a great term because persuasion incorporates both freedom of choice And a belief system. You believe a certain thing. But if you can't persuade people to take a vaccine, if you can't persuade people to stay at home during a lockdown and so on, whose fault is that? Well, maybe it's the fault of the person who's not doing a very good job of persuading you. So what do they do? If they can't persuade you, then they force you. And that's the danger. Persuasion's fine, but don't force me.
1: But that's pretty much all that we see, especially in California. I mean, the minimum wage is going to what, $22 an hour? <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
2: very, crazy. very top down out here. Well, what do you think? You're at Chapman University. Uh, you look the next generation straight in its face. And you, there's all sorts of stuff in the news, obviously, you know, rioting college students, and they've always been a little unruly, perhaps. But I want to know uh, how do you see our future? With and of course you're at Chapman. It's it's a private university, right? It's not public um, universities. What do you think of this generation coming up? Are they salvageable?
3: Well, yeah, I think that I I'm in a situation, my wife and I, where where we're seeing a little bit of this kind of stuff going on, but it's not representative of a lot of the public schools where they. They interrupt speakers don't that they don't mm-hmm. agree with, and none of that has happened at Chapman. Uh, there is some, I mean, there is some of the woke culture that's going on and that sort of thing. But I actually renewed my faith in in future generations with the Chapman students. Of course, they're children of upper middle class people, and there's there's not a lot of minorities in the groups. are trying to increase that, but uh, in general, it's it's not like some of the other schools that we've taught in. In uh, in the east, like at Mercy College and places like that, uh, you know the students are are hit and miss in a lot of ways. Uh, I had a group of thirty five students uh, this last time, and I brought up the name of uh, of uh, uh, Napoleon, and I I could tell when I said the name Napoleon, I looked and I could tell the students were had that look on their face, and I said so who here knows who Napoleon is and there's a long silence mm. nobody knew 35 college students now these are freshmen yeah but they had had a high school world history class surely mm. sure. they'd heard of Napoleon but they didn't know who he was and finally one student said wasn't he a military guy <laughs> 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 that was not good that guess. was not a good sign and I told that to uh, the uh, the administrators and the president of the university and he was pretty embarrassed by the whole situation
1: yeah well uh one of my other adventures is i have a school and i deal with um people who are at working age across the spectrum in central california and it's it's sad it's sad what level of education or lack of education is being delivered by our public school systems and our public colleges. These people I'm dealing with are college graduates and the lack of history, the lack of even common sense, it's just, it's simple.
2: Well, and this gets back to libertarianism, right? Take matters into your own hands, educate yourself. And your kids. Exactly. Which yeah. is Accountab- accountability is really
3: important. <laughs> I, I tell, I, I talk to students about the A and W principle in my economics class. A stands for accountability, <laughs> it means user pays. Uh, and that's what the capitalist model is all about. When you go into a grocery store, uh, you you pay, you use your own money to buy groceries and bread and milk and stuff like that. Uh, And on the other hand, you have the W. W stands for welfare. Welfare means you help those who need help, but it also means you don't help those who don't need help. And there's a constant tension between the A and W principle, because if you have too much welfare and not enough accountability, your system breaks down. You have a lot of fraud. You have inflation. You have uh, uh, people on welfare and so forth. Uh, so you have to have a nice uh, balance, if you will, between the A and W. You help people who need help, but most people are accountable for their own work, and that's what we do at. at uh, we we emphasize the need to be responsible citizens.
1: Yeah. Well, we are running out of time, so I want to cover the most important issue, and that is Freedom Fest. It's coming up July twelfth through fifteenth. That's a Wednesday through a Sunday and um it's in memphis you can go sign up you can follow it on freedomfest.com and we have had the the originator here on our show today the producer mark scolson now we didn't have his wife who i understand is like the uh energy bunny behind this whole program but we <laughs> know that um you know a good partnership is what always helps uh individuals be successful and i really encourage people you got to go and at best try to catch some of the youtube videos or the audios now last year it was being uh streamed by fox news is is something similar to that happening this year. Yeah,
3: Fox Nation uh, did a live stream last uh, year. They're not yeah. coming this year. They have some budget issues. I don't know actually what happened. Yeah. We do have uh, C-SPAN Book TV coming. They will be showing uh, lots of uh, interviews with uh, various authors. Uh, that'll, be for, that'll be taking place in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Book TV, and and then we also film a lot of our own sessions that we'll have available on uh, our Freedom Fest YouTube station. So a channel. So we're 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 going to be covered for those who can't make it. Uh, but it's uh, nothing. There's no substitute for not being there in person. No,
1: you got to go and don't miss this year. But if you can, can't get there, go next year in Las Vegas. Mark, I want to thank you so very much for your time and best of luck for Freedom Fest. And I look forward to seeing you. Great.
3: Thanks, Thank you very much. This was
1: Deborah awesome. And Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. Take care.
1: Okay. Bye bye. Bye.
0: And you've been listening to Issues That Matter. You can contact Edward and Kristen through our website, dcrradio.com. And be sure to join us again next week on this station for another edition of Issues That Matter with Edward King and Kristen Hurley. If you're listening to Monterey, stay tuned for hour number two coming up after the news at 3 p.m. The preceding was a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management.